Wow, Elvis got screwed. That was terrible. Eight, eight nominations, and he didn't win anything. It's terrible. And Ben Dieter, did you watch any of the Oscars last night? No, I didn't, Todd. I, I am not a fan, and especially following the year last year. Could you get any better as far as just entertainment value from the slap heard across the world? No. So, I mean, compared to last year, it was a boring Oscar. Nobody got slapped. No one got slapped. Very disappointing. The only person that got slapped was Austin Butler. I do think he could have at least taken one award home. Can I Come just on. Can, can, I, can I just say this? Um, we all know that he was faking the Elvis accent till the bitter end, but at least oh I, 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 oh I respected him for that. It's bad. No, really Todd, did. Todd, it would be like if something, God forbid, ever happened to you and they had me come back and play you one day in a, in a, a film featuring the life of Todd Starnes and I had to get into character. I said that she's a Lou. I knew all of the different quirks and what makes you witty. And then the film production wraps up, Todd, and I still talk like Todd Starnes. I'm still walking around saying it. People would laugh me off the streets. The movies that won are the movies that won are crap. Nobody nobody watches these things. I know. Nobody nobody watched the Banshees of Irishan or whatever the heck it's everything everywhere all at once. What? Nobody watched that garbage. Well, I jumped on this morning, and typically you can punch in the takeaways, the highlights from the Oscars. It was like a award show from a different planet. I didn't even know any of the actors or uh, actresses. I don't this know. Year. Anyway, it's all tar. Nobody watched that movie. Come on. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Wake Up Memphis. I'm Todd Stearns here with Ben Dieter. It is 7.37. Time now for our twice-weekly visit with our good friend Steve Gill. Uh, this segment, by the way, brought to you by God Bless the USA Bible. That's God Bless the USA Bible. You can find out more at GodBlessTheUSABible.com. Steve Gill, were you up late last night watching the Oscars? Uh, absolutely not, and uh, I agree with you. I, I haven't seen any of the movies that won anything, and not only did Elvis get completely screwed, but Top Gun Maverick got best sound. That was the only thing it received. It, it's the movie that basically single-handedly saved the movie industry this past year <clears throat> with billions of dollars being earned and people returning to the movie theaters time and again to see it, and yet it got snubbed. Yeah, I just don't get it. I, I, I really don't. And uh, it's it's woke. You know, it is what it is. I only watch it in the event somebody says something r- very stupid and, and we have to write about it. So I, I like to see things in context. Uh, that being said, uh, Steve, real quick here, we're going to be talking with Joey Selipak a little bit later, our, our money guy here. But I know a lot of people are really getting nervous about this. And some are saying this could be the first bank run that's been fueled by Twitter. Yeah, and, and keep in mind that we didn't have any bank failures under President Trump. Uh, we didn't have uh, uh, leaving billions of dollars of military equipment in, in a foreign country like Afghanistan under President Trump. We weren't on the brink of World War III under President Trump. So the Biden administration uh, uh, ability to continue to create chaos and, and uh, uh, devastation internationally and domestically continues now with, with this bank failure. Uh, I, I think that today you're going to see things calm down a little bit. Uh, it, it looks like they're going to provide uh, resources to make sure that the depositors in the bank are, are made at least uh, 75% whole temporarily until they can claw back money from the investors, from the shareholders, from the assets of the bank itself, uh, and take care of the depositors in, ex- 
excess of the $250,000 FDIC insurance. But but I think that people on both sides, uh, well, other than the Hollywood elite who uh, want to take care of their tech friends, uh, I, I think most people are in agreement, do not do a, a taxpayer bailout of the bank itself or the other ones that may uh, uh, fail by succession because they were making these you know risky investments. They weren't diversified in their investments. The only thing that they were focused on in terms of diversification was in their woke language of having people at the top of the bank uh, focused on how woke they could be rather than how diversified their investment assets could be. And, and therefore, they were perched on these uh, treasury bonds that when Biden's inflation spiked out of control, it, it put those assets at uh, nearly no value. Yeah, it's it's not good when you're hiring people based on their identity politics card as opposed to whether or not they can add and subtract and balance budgets. Uh, yeah, whether that's, it's the administration or running the transportation department or running the energy yeah. department, when you're picking people based on what they are rather than what they know and what they can do, it's not good in the government, and it's definitely not good in the private sector. Oh, that's a, it's a very fair point. By the way, did you know they owned a ski chalet? Did you know that? No, the bank owned a ski <laughs> chalet because, of it's course, what bank doesn't? In California. Oh my goodness, uh, Steve Gill on the on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line this morning. This segment brought to you by GodBlessTheUSABible.com. Steve, I, I we're, we're going to play this a little bit later. Randy McNally, Lieutenant Governor, was the focus of a pretty brutal skit on Saturday Night Live. My only question to you is, why is this man still in office? Well, I don't think he's had any of his state senators uh, in the state Senate call for his resignation. I mean, you know, with with uh, the kind of outrageous and apparently not the only young man he's been um, communicating with. Uh, there are some uh, apparently that are in Florida. So his idea that, oh, I was just uh, communicating with my constituents. It's like these these gay young men in, in Florida are not your constituents. Uh, I, I pointed out yesterday that uh, he called for the resignation of Glenn Cassida, the House Speaker, uh, when Glenn Cassidy was accused of private texts with his chief of staff that were uh, locker room kinds of texts. Now, later, Glenn Cassidy was accused of other stuff and and uh, and found to have done other stuff that forced his resignation. But, but when uh, Speaker McNally called for his resignation, it was over some texts between he and his chief of staff, uh, not nearly as, as graphic or as bad as what Randy McNally did. And uh, I called uh, for the fact that... Uh, you know, he was a hypocrite for saying that Cassidy should resign when he hasn't. Now, some on the left have, have attacked me saying, well, you know, Glenn Cassidy was also uh, accused of bribery and all this other stuff. Yeah, afterwards. But at the time that McNally called for his resignation, it was because of some, you know, rather uh, inarticulate and inappropriate text between he and his chief of staff, which is very much the same as what McNally has done, except he was doing it publicly on his government Instagram. It just seems to me if you're going to wage this war on the culture as they are doing right now, and and you can you know we we can have that that argument and you can have that debate. You need your your leaders need to be above reproach, and I'm not quite sure that the lieutenant governor meets that qualification right now. Well, I, I like Randy McNally, and and this is a bizarre episode and a horrible way to end his long illustrious career. You know, this is a guy that you know wore a wire to exposed the corruption and bribery on Capitol Hill when he was a young legislator. So this is a guy who's had a great career, but but he has lost his ability to lead the Senate because of this. It is a, a clear distraction to anything they're trying to do 
uh, and the left is having a field day with it. Uh, you know, whether whether it was uh, legal for him to have these kinds of exchanges with, in some cases, I think the, the young man was 17 when Randy McNally started having these exchanges with him. Uh, I, I just think it's it's so hypocritical to be dealing with these LGBTQ issues when you have the uh, the lieutenant governor engaging in this kind of communication that 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 looks inappropriate at the very least. And again, the the, the appearance is what causes it. Uh, to be an inability to lead effectively, it is clearly a distraction from what the legislature is going to do. And and dare I say, with uh, pun intended, he may drag out his presence as lieutenant governor, but the inevitable is going to come at some point. No, it is. And uh, again, the Republicans, they just need to be careful here. I mean, they have a supermajority. Uh, they don't want to be stupid because being stupid has a way of hurting you down the road. So I think they need to be playing smart politics here, Steve. And and it shouldn't be that they, they shouldn't have to vote him out. I mean, the, the, the senators should go to Randy McNally privately and say, look, Randy, you've, you've lost your ability to lead this institution. You're going to be the firestorm of controversy for the remainder of the session. And he just got reelected in, in Oak Ridge and Anderson County in East Tennessee. So he's, he's good for his seat for another three and a half years. But does he deserve to be seated as the leader of the, of the state Senate? And, and I would hope that uh, senators privately at least are talking to him. And if he, if he balks at doing the right thing, I hope that some will at least have the courage to speak up publicly. Uh, I think that is, uh, that's a terrific point you raise. All right, uh, Steve, where can folks go if they want to get more Steve Gill and the Gill Report? At the Gill Report on Twitter uh, is the best place to start and uh, post a lot of uh, things that you and I talk about and other news that happens in between our conversations. All right. The great Steve Gill, ladies and gentlemen. And again, this this session brought to you by GodBlessTheUSABible.com. That's GodBlessTheUSABible.com. Steve, we'll look forward to talking to you later in the week. Take care, my friend.